again to your money and your mindset and I am your host Laura Whitehand bringing you another interesting thought-provoking episode about how your mindset basically determines your level of wealth, health, happiness and also your connection with your source, higher power, God, spirit, whatever you want to call it that. So but before I do that, I want to welcome you good folk out there at Stick and Blog TV, Real Coaching Radio TV Network, Receiver Internet Radio, Radio Ruku, New Media Radio TV, and our partner Stitcher. You watching this on your phone, folks? Okay, hang tight. This is a good show. This is an excellent show. Now, we're going to talk about some of the challenges that people have, or they have these I- that idea in their head that says, I am a good practicing whatever religion you want to put in. Uh, I do the right thing by people, I do the right thing by my fellow man and I'm not comfortable with it and making a lot of money. Well, if you've got that clash of of, um, values, it's time to perhaps reassess where some of that stuff comes from when in fact I'm going to propose to you that you can have both. In fact, Becoming wealthy is a spiritual practice because of the person you have to become, okay? And so I've got my special guest on today who uh, who actually has been through a fair bit herself and has it's been a journey for her to where she is today and it's an inspiring story and I want to, I want my guest to come on and in, in, in her own voice tell, tell you how she got to where she is. So my guest is Yvonne Carson. She's a speaker a coach, counselor, minister, and entrepreneur. See, you can make money. Now, she is also the author of that recently published book we're going to talk about, and it's called How to Discover Your God-Given Life Purpose from the Inside Out, a step-by-step personal action plan to help you live your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment. And we're going to talk about how by applying that, it can change your life. Well, it should, if you follow it. So welcome, Yvonne Carson. How are you? Thank you. I'm awesome. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Okay. So this book we're going to talk about, it's, it, it's, it's a long title, but basically says it all. But before we talked about the book, I want to talk about Yvonne Carson. So who is Yvonne Carson? Wow. Well, Yvonne Carson, I, one of the things I describe myself as an overcomer, because I've can you hear me? Hello? Yep. Can you hear me? Um, my background is one of a lot of tragedy, uh, a lot of uh, abuse, sexual abuse, physical abuse, emotional abuse, and child neglect. And I became a teenage mom at the age of 15. And the boyfriend that I basically lived with. He was abusive verbally as well as physically, so I had my share of domestic violence as well as growing up seeing that in my own home with my father and mother. Um, And out of those experiences, I developed the mindset, very limiting mindsets about people and myself. And I didn't know who I was for a very long time. And even after I had children, I still didn't know who I was. And I pretty much wore a mask, you know, hiding my pain and, and just 
became a people pleaser because I was actually starving for love and I wasn't getting it through my children. I wasn't getting it through my parents. I just wasn't getting it. Okay, Yvonne, can I, I stop you there for a minute? Uh, can you lean sure. into your microphone, please? We need to hear you a bit louder. Can you hear me now? Ah, so much better. <laughs> can you hear me now? Yeah, much better, much better. So uh, just start again, just for the folks who, who sort of went, huh? Okay. Okay. You hear me good now? Much better. Can you hear me? Okay. Um, what I was saying was I grew up in some very tough situations um, from child abuse, sexual abuse, physical abuse. And um, I developed a very negative attitude about myself. I, my beliefs were very limiting. And I was stuck for a very long time. And I just couldn't move anywhere. And so it, it didn't, things did not change for me until I had an actual experience with God. And it was through my studying of the Bible that I began to see who I was spiritually as a person and that my life did matter and I did have a purpose for being here. But prior to that, I didn't think I had a purpose. And I actually, at the age of 16, was contemplating suicide. Even though I had a baby, I was still contemplating suicide because I wasn't even getting fulfilled as being a mom. At age 16, okay, for all you people out there, most people at age 16 are wondering about going to the movies, hanging out with their friends, making sure they've got the right, you know, clothes, accessories. I'm not, I'm not saying trivializing it, but for you, it's, it's a real, it's the other end of the spectrum. And, you know, I, I take my hat off to people who, who can come from such a place that is dark and depressing to where you are now today, a very different person. So what was it that helped you through when you said you were 16? Having had a baby, a child, you know, you are virtually, in a sense, a child yourself, and then thinking, my life can't end here. There is a point to my existence. Did you have that thought somewhere in your head or in your heart? No, it had to be there because um, I have to say, most people in my situation, a lot of those people didn't make it. They did go through with their plan to commit suicide. You know, I was so bound by fear. Just the thought of killing myself even frightened me. So that's the only reason why I didn't go through with it, because I was so scared of people. I was scared of everything. I didn't even have a childhood, uh, you know. I had opportunities to, to get jobs and I would sabotage myself because I felt so inadequate. I didn't feel I had anything to contribute. But even though I felt all those things, there was something that was in me that would not allow me to give up on life. I didn't know it was God at the time, but I was so determined to be different from what I saw around me. I was so determined to not be like my parents. I was so determined to not the product of my environment so I out of all the siblings I was the only one who was motivated to go to school no one had to wake me up I had to wake everybody else up I was eager to go to school and I was the one that God used to break the cycle in my family I was the first to, to graduate from high school it had never been done before I was the first to even venture out to start a business 
I don't know where that came from, but I became, I always had the desire to be an entrepreneur. I would make, learn how to sew and I would sell my clothes. So that desire for something more was, was something that was in me already. And, you know, I think some of the teachers that spoke into my life, those were the only people who showed me that I had something. My family never nurtured anything that I had. I had a gift to draw, but it was never embraced or encouraged, you know. But my teachers saw things in me, and they would always encourage me. And I think that was the thing that helped me to get through those really dark times. Okay. We just need you to put that microphone much closer to your, to your mouth, okay? Okay. All right. So here we, we, we you've got into a situation... <laughs> Where you you faced with a with a pretty personal decision of how you want to end up, but did you find somewhere along the line that it's through the belief of these other people, like your teachers and you, that allowed you to go on? And because of that, it's created in you that desire to believe in people who, put it simply, don't believe in themselves now. Um. Yeah, I would say so. Um, you know, even if a person does not um, per se believe in the God that I believe in, there is something in every human being that wants to be accepted, that wants to be loved, that wants to do something good, that wants to leave their mark in, 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 in this world. And, you know, those are the things that I really focus on. I don't focus so much on what how we're so different but i'd like to focus on what we all as human beings have in common that has absolutely nothing to do with uh, your your um spiritual affiliation because we all experience loss we all experience pain we all experience some internal external barriers that keep us from from pursuing the things that we have in our hearts and so you know even though i wrote this book uh from a Christian perspective, I'm hoping somebody that is not a Christian would be willing to just explore what's in there because there's things in there that you might not be able to relate to, but there's more to, that you can relate to than not relate to in this book. Definitely. And I have such a passion for people, period. When I see people hurt, it really does bother me. You know, for example, uh, yesterday, I, I heard the police knocking on a neighbor's door and saying that they had a warrant out for her son. And I literally sat on my sofa and I started weeping for this child and started praying for the child. I don't know this kid, but I can identify with that mother whose child is in trouble. So, you know, I just love people. And if any way I can be used as an instrument to help someone who may be in such a dark and painful place that they feel they don't have a purpose and they have no hope, that I can be a person, a voice, can, and, and, and a testimony that you do have a purpose, you do have value, and, and you're not what happens to you. You're not. And if you can just get one person who believes in you, that's enough to be a catalyst that just opens up a whole new world for you. I'd say amen to that. Okay, so you people out there in Stick'em, Blog TV, and anybody else, um, you're watching this show. I know you're watching this show, and you've got questions for Yvonne. 
type them in, Skype them in, text them in. And uh, I'm sure Yvonne will be happy to help you answer some of these questions because, folks, you know, what Yvonne's just talked about, any person who calls themselves a human being can relate to it. Okay, let's take away the layers of, you know, what side of the tracks you were born, what sort of education you had, all, all that sort of stuff doesn't matter. And like you said, Yvonne, fundamentally is... Every other person says, I want to be accepted unconditionally. I want to be loved unconditionally. Is that right? That's absolutely right. And we all, I believe we all deserve that. You know, God wants us to love each other. And it's, it's people who put these barriers up, uh, skin color, how much salary you make, you know, the clothes, how much you pay for your clothes. I really could care less about those things. I've never been impressed by those things before I was a Christian, and I certainly don't care now. You know, I'm concerned about the heart, the human condition, because, you know, we're spiritual beings. I believe that we, the core of who we are is, is spiritual, and that will never change. We can change the way we think. We could change friends. We could change location, but you cannot change who God created you to, the core of who you are. You are a spirit being, and we. that's why we can connect from anywhere in the world, through tragedy, through music, through art. Because we are connected, whether we want to accept that or not. I believe that we are connected. And what happens to one person somewhere else, there's a threat to happen to any one of us in any part of the world. That's true. Okay. So I'm going to ask you, in, in that context, how do you then reconcile, okay, for you as a Christian, uh, the idea of making a lot of money? You know, at, because of those self-limiting um, beliefs that I had, and I'm still not going to tell you that I'm completely finished with those things. I'm actually actively confronting my family financial history from my father's side to my mother's side and even myself as an adult. And it's been pretty grim. And it has really affected my life based on what I saw and, and how I was treated, you know, and I always felt that my mother loved the money more than she loved me. So when I did get money, I didn't keep it very long because I associated that with, you know, not getting the love or your family being sacrificed. And I'm a very family oriented person. So if money was going to do that, I certainly didn't want to keep that. So I wouldn't be able to, I can make it, but I wasn't able to keep it. And what I find is that God wants us to prosper. Now, because I'm a Christian and I do read the Bible, there's a whole lot of scriptures that talk about money. And say wealth and riches will be in your house. That I give you the power to get wealth. Now, if God had a problem with us having money, he certainly wouldn't have put it in there. You know, I think it's these religious people, and I'm not trying to insult people, but I believe God... The Bible says that Jesus came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. And abundance is not just money. It certainly is, includes money. You know, I believe it's okay for us to have money because you know what? I have big dreams in my heart to do things for humanity. And guess what? It takes money. It's not just my prayers alone and my well wishes. You know, what do you tell a family that's, that? lost everything through a hurricane or some some other you know some disaster 
you can pray, but that's not helping that mother. God wants us to be an extension of Jesus' hands, and that is giving them tangible help. Like, give them a, a home to live in, clothes, food. That requires money, you know? And so I have some really big dreams, and it's going to take some really big money. So I have to kick these little uh, limiting self-beliefs about money to the curb really soon, <laughs> you know, so I can open up another world where that money can flow freely, unhindered by my stinking thinking, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah, yeah. In fact, so you had to do a mind shift around this, you know, because a lot of people think that it's either or, and, and through you researching your 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 spiritual beliefs and uh, the sort of scriptures that you look at you found that to be now i'm just going to change tack slightly and ask you okay you obviously it comes across you're passionate about your people living authentically but you say um, and i believe that most people are actually confused about what what they're here to do on this earth besides you know get up go to work pay their bills and kind of live out their lives there is more to it yes oh yes and, and i have to say i had that mindset and that's what my life was like you know you get up you go to work you go to church you come back home and you recycle and you do the same thing over and it's so boring it's so unfulfilling and it's so selfish because i know we've been we're here for something much bigger than that and the reason why I say that people are confused about who they are, because when you ask people that, they normally will say, well, I'm a secretary, I'm an executive, you know, they, they identify who they are by what they do. And what you do is not who you are. And I said, you know, alluded to it earlier that I believe the core of who we are is a spiritual being with a physical body and we have a soul. And we're here for a purpose. We're here. Everyone has a mission. Everyone's been given gifts, talents, and ability, and creativity. And all those things taken together and your personality, the way you think, and your life, it all encompasses of who you are and how you show up, you know, in your purpose. What is your purpose? A purpose is for which something is, was created to do. You know, you, I can't, uh, if I was the manufacturer of Toyota Camry, I can't go to Pinto and get the instructions on how this car is supposed to function. You know, and sometimes we as human beings, we go to books and books are okay. But, and then we go to other people and we consult other people to, to ask them what we should be doing. But you have to go to the source who created you because the creator knows what he has put in you, the skill sets that are in you, the talents that are in you, the natural gifts as well. I believe we have spiritual gifts. So in order for you to, to know what that is, you have to connect with your creator first and foremost, you know. And then when God reveals to you what that purpose is, then you have to figure out, and I believe, through prayer, how the best way to prepare for that purpose. Okay, that, a lot of that, that's a, that's a, you know, for somebody who has a religious belief, that's, that's fine, that's okay. I'm going to play the devil's advocate now. How about somebody who doesn't believe in God, or, or, or goes, you know, I'm just here for my 75 years and then I'm going to be fertilizer, 
Well, you know what? Like I said, we even if you don't believe that there is a God, how do you, you know, you can't deny there's something inside of you that longs for something. And that in that that longing, that desire is enough to get you into searching. Whether you search through the books, through book textbooks, or you get you a coach or a mentor, at least you're getting in touch with what's on the inside of you that's nat- that comes to you naturally. And your purpose some somewhere connected with what you do naturally. You know, if you're an eloquent speaker and it comes to you naturally, you have absolutely no fear of getting in front of people, then you can pr- pretty much brainstorm with someone to find out how you can use that particular gift and what venue, you know? It doesn't have to be in a church. You could be a motivational speaker and you still can impact people's lives. So I don't think it's just limited to that, but, you know, if you don't have any spiritual affiliation or whatever, you still have gifts and talents and ability, you know, they're there. Okay, and you're saying that if anybody can monetize their, their gifts um, and it doesn't have to be just you know money in the bank for me. It actually has a flow-on effect for other people. Yes, I mean you can look in. We look in the world today, and you can see there's a lot of people that don't believe in God. There's a lot of people that don't believe in in Christianity, and they are prospering because you know if you discover at least one of the gifts that you have, and some of us have one gift, and some of us have several, you know. But the, I believe that there's a main, there's that main thing that some people say, your sweet spot. And when you can find that, yes, you can monetize that. And, it, and if you just, if you only have a gift to clean, there's a need for that. You can monetize that. You can make a business out of that. And if that has nothing to do with the Bible, you know, per se. You know, but it's a gift, it's a talent, it's something that you're good at. And some people are actually passionate about being clean. <laughs> See, they can make a living from that. Okay, it's not just a living, they can make a, a life out of that. So, um, therefore, you, you know, you people out there in Stickham, yeah, I know you're watching, and also Blog TV and everybody else, just type in and Skype in because this is going to be a very lively conversation we're having with uh, Yvonne Carson, who's going to talk about her book now called How to Discover Your God-Given Purpose from the Inside Out, a step-by-step personal action plan to help you live your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment. Uh, I like the, the, the part that says um, from inside out because really transformation and awareness is an inside job, isn't it? Yes, and I didn't always think that. I didn't always know that. I actually was looking to other people I was looking to other people for my identity, you know, and I was seeking approval all the time. You know, it's interesting, you know, my self-esteem was so, to lack of a better word, it was totally jacked up. <laughs> okay. It, uh, That's a good Christian term. Okay. <laughs> I think you can relate to jacked up. <laughs> and, um. I would base my decisions on whether somebody thought it was cool or not. Okay. I can fix my hair one way and I would love it. And I, 10 people would say, oh, I love your hair like that. And it, all it took was one person to say they didn't like it. And I would literally go home in tears and redo the whole thing just to appease that one person's opinion. You know. So I had to learn 
to love me. I had to learn to respect me if I wanted other people to to be that way toward me. Because people will, will treat you the way you treat yourself. And, know, and, and knowing who you are is an inside job. It, it doesn't come from people. You know, they can give you some form of validation. But even then, you don't need the validation when you know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And even if you don't have any religious affiliation, we can, you have to come to terms with yourself and say, I am beautiful. And I don't need the approval of people. I have value because I am a human being. I'm here. You know what it took for you to be here? You know, fighting those, that, that sperm, trying to, and trying to fertilize those eggs? You made it. Out of all those thousands and thousands of eggs, you are a survivor. You, you made it here, and you're here for a purpose. That's fantastic, and because that's I believe that you, you're, you're right. Absolutely. And so I'm just so, you know, because of the, the dark and the pain that I went through before I discovered, you know, who I was and, and being able to like myself and like the person that I saw in the mirror every day. It's painful when you don't know who you are. It really is. It's a very dark place. And there's just no fulfillment in your life. It's lonely. And you find yourself, I know I did, constantly comparing yourself to other people. And every time I did that, I always came out at the bottom. And that just added more and more to my depression and feeling just like I didn't have any value when I stopped doing that. And it just accept me for who I am. Just because I'm a human being, because I'm here, things begin to turn around for me. And sometimes I have to admit, sometimes that, that, that comparison thing tries to creep into my life. You know, well, this person is doing this and this person has these many clients. And, and then I have to catch myself. I have, my purpose is different from that person. I can't do that anymore because it doesn't make me feel good. It dis it's disempowering and it makes me feel bad. I don't want to feel bad. You know, so what I try to do is consciously celebrate that person and celebrate myself and admire what they're doing and do it and stay in my own lane, so to speak, and stop trying to see what everybody else is doing. Because when I do that, then I'm taken away from my purpose, my uniqueness, you know, and that's just not a, a, a cool thing to do. <laughs> 